Hello everyone and welcome to Making Me. I'm your host Christine and I'm so happy you could join me today. Today is the first episode. Kind of crazy, kind of nervous. Um, We'll see how everything goes. I have a plate of food in front of me because I usually do this kind of like storytelling when I'm at like dinner or lunch with my friends. So had to had it to heat up some food, kind of make myself a little bit more comfortable. Um, but very excited for all of this. Mavis is watching me. Um, for those who don't know who Mavis is, Mavis is my cat. Um, so she's she might make some noise in the background. Um, so if you hear a little jingle, that's Mavis saying hello and agreeing with my points. So I was thinking, first episode, let's talk about first dates, right? First dates are chaos. They're crazy. I personally have never really liked them or have looked forward to them, mainly because I am a talker and there's a lot of nervous energy and sometimes points just aren't given across correctly and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's hard to gauge what a person's personality is in an hour and a half, two hours. So I thought we would talk about first dates, kind of some funny situations I've been in. They're funny now. They were awkward then (laughs) and awful then. Um, And then I'm going to give some tips at the end of the, the episode. So stay tuned and let's get started. I think the scariest thing about first dates is going into something not knowing what to expect. I'm definitely someone that likes a plan and kind of likes to have control over certain things. So this is, it's very out of my comfort zone when I go on dates. And especially now with like how we meet people, it's mostly online and no one really goes up to people in person anymore. That just adds like another layer of kind of like crazy, hectic, nervous energy. And so I'm sure everyone has at least one first date that comes to mind when they think, oh my God, never again, or that was awful. And I'm sure that people have some first dates that went super, super well, and maybe you're still with them, maybe you're not, but... There's a whole range of ways that it could go. And so I kind of wanted to tell you guys about the worst first date I have ever been on. And lucky for me, that was the first date I had ever been on in my life. First dates are absolutely terrifying. And this experience, even though I didn't know it was a date at the time, I mean, that just makes it even more terrifying, to be quite honest, when I think about it. I'm like, oh my god, like, poor little Christine. So, I was 18 when I had my first date. I didn't date anyone in, like, middle school or high school. I just, I was so focused on school and swim that I honestly didn't have enough time to even think about dating. And then when I did, it was crushes and stuff like that. But I was also really introverted. So nothing was going to happen, and I knew that. Um, And so going to college for me was like a 
big leap into uh, like real life outside of this bubble that I was raised in. So I move into college a week or two earlier than most of the freshman class. And that's because I was gonna go to an engineering camp sponsored by the school, and so I was able to move in early. Did that, move in was really nice, um, and then went to this engineering camp literally like two days after I moved in, and it was so great. I know it sounds really nerdy, but it was like the first taste of freedom that I had in my like young adult life and just like being on my own and you know knowing that I could I can take care of myself I mean it was a big accomplishment and and so it gave me confidence going into the school year for sure and it also like gave me a lot of friends to look forward to do things for the next like four years um, these people were my friends so very great experience at this camp so this camp was about like three or four days long. And so we get back, kind of relaxing. I am on FaceTime with my best friend at the time. And I'm just telling her how things are going, what the camp was like. And I get a phone call from one of the guys that I met at this engineering camp. And he's like, hey, like a couple of buddies and I are gonna go to the bowling alley at the MU, would you like to join? The MU is a building in the middle of campus, so I knew, you know, like, oh, that's where, like, the blue lights are, I'll be safe, and also I'll be with a couple of friends, and that's gonna be awesome, so, like, I don't have to, like, go anywhere, Uber anywhere, so, yes, let's do it. So, I ended the FaceTime call with my friend, and I headed out, and I show up to the MU, and this was back in 2016, so... At that point, the MU did have a bowling alley. Um, and now it's like this really nice basement, but it's it was in the basement. So going to the basement of any building on campus at night, a little scary, but I was like, it's okay, we'll be fine. So headed down there and I got there before him, realized that the bowling alley was closed. Got a little nervous, but I was like, man, like, I was sad because I, I really wanted to go bowling and, and whatever, but I was like, okay, well, we'll figure something out. And then he shows up alone. And that, I, I can't even, like, start to explain how awful that felt <laughs> seeing in that moment because this is a guy I barely know. Like, I met him less than a week ago, and we're in this building completely alone because it's before the school year most students haven't even moved in yet so I'm nervous I'm extremely nervous I think my safety is in jeopardy and I'm my mind is racing a million mi miles a minute so he shows up alone and he's like oh darn the the bowling alley is closed and I was like yep mm-hmm trying to think like where do I go what do I do like what's the next step and he was like where else do you want to go? So luckily, I remembered that there was a Domino's right by my dorm room at the time. And so I suggested there just because I knew, like, if anything went wrong for some god-awful reason, I could, I would be in a public space where other people were, and I could run away very easily. 
So we walked over to the Domino's. I started to calm down just a little bit, knowing that I would be around people. And like the more people that we ran into, the, the better I felt. And we sat down. He bought the pizza, which was really nice. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is, this is a date. This is a date. Because he bought the pizza. He's asking me all these questions about like hobbies and life. Like I, I knew kind of what a date entailed. And I was like, damn, okay. I wasn't interested in him. I knew that from the start. But I was like, whatever, gonna eat this pizza, gonna talk to a friend, then I'm gonna head out. So we're getting to know each other, whatever. And then, oh, just like thinking about it literally makes me cringe and gets me so mad. Oof. But I, we're, we're talking, whatever, and suddenly he comes across a point of conversation that he wants to bring up he like just brings this up it's not related to anything that we're talking about but it i guess it was important for him to talk about it um he said hey just so you know i'm a huge supporter of free speech and i was a little confused by how he was saying that i was like okay what do you mean? For the next 15 minutes, he goes on saying stuff like, white people should be able to say the N-word with the hard R. And slurs are okay to say because of free speech. I was shocked. I was completely shocked. And, and I'll give you the reason. It, Again, like, I grew up in a, such a small bubble. I had never experienced something like that. I am a white woman. Like, I understand that, like, I'm not presented with racism first-handedly. Like, it's if I'm with friends that are of a certain background and everything like that. And I had such a small bubble that I grew up in. I just never saw that kind of stuff happening. And so hearing all of this and realizing, like, what was going on like it it was a complete shock to the system the system being my body and my mind like i could not process it i was just getting mad so mad that someone could have this thought process and idea in their head and i was mad that he kept going like i was embarrassed as well like who's thinking that I'm okay with this because I'm sitting here listening to this, but I couldn't respond because I was so in shock that this was happening. So he goes on for his 15 minutes. I'm just like, my face is getting redder by the moment because I just, I can't respond, but I'm getting angry. And he finally ends it and I say, I think I have to go to bed. So I get up and leave like abruptly I could not and I wish I had you know argued or debated with some of his points at that moment but it was one of those things where I just was genuinely shocked and I could not process what was happening in that moment except for the feelings of anger that I was having so I I remember 
on like the speed walk back to my dorm, I'm calling my older sister and I'm saying, I'm telling her everything that's happening. I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the heck was that? Like, if that's dating, I never want to date again. I remember specifically saying that to her. I was like, I'm happy with cats and dogs and like maybe living with a friend or two, but I, or maybe on my own, I don't care. I just don't want to ever go on a date again if that's what dating is like. And she had to pretty much talk me down and basically remind me that, you know, some dates are awful, but some dates are better. And that just, for some reason, (laughs) that first date I had ever been on was terrible. Fast forward a few months, I'm having lunch with one of the other friends that I met at that E2 camp. And he tells me that this guy was expelled. And the joy I felt in that, oh, it was so good. But I was like, what was he expelled for? Because, I'm sorry, but ASU... Like, the Young Republicans have the most racist people come onto campus, and ASU does nothing to stop them. So I knew it didn't have anything to do with his, like, white supremacist, quote-unquote, free speech thoughts. So I was like, what What happened? Why did he get it spelled? He got caught selling drugs out of his dorm room. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Moral of the story, I don't, I don't know. I learned a very strong lesson just with like my ideas and how the world works in that way. That was a huge wake up call. Like I, I was not interested in politics up to that point. Like I, I was very sheltered. I was like, if everyone's just nice to each other, then like, why does anything else matter? Which is a very like sheltered thing to, to think. And I don't, fault myself for it um but I'm glad that I kind of was snapped into action by this to be quite honest um because it gave me an indication of like oh like no there's a lot of there's actually a lot of issues that I'm just not aware of and um that was just a wild wild experience zero out of ten do not recommend um I also, I want to say I learned, but I am still learning this lesson, to be quite honest, because growing up as a nervous person, I don't always trust my gut because I think maybe I'm overthinking things. But my gut has never been wrong, unfortunately. Like, even when I thought that I was overthinking things, it was right. So listen to your gut. My gut told me, while I was walking there, that something was off and something was definitely off and I could have, you know, avoided that whole situation, whatever. But yeah. So that was a very obvious red flag. Um, That was something that as soon as that was revealed, everything, everything was off. We, no, no more thoughts of even friendship were on the table. Um... But some red flags, you might think, oh, I can fix them, or maybe this isn't as big of an issue as I think it is. 
Um, you might think, oh, this is sort of a gray area. And I just wanted to list a few of my red flags um, that I think are not gray areas that I used to. So I used to think they were gray areas. Now I don't. Just to kind of hopefully help someone who might have the same idea as I did. Um, you, you can't fix anyone and you can't change their opinions. And, and that's a really hard thing to accept sometimes. But um, you're not crazy for wanting more out of things. So I have a list of red flags on my phone and I'm just going to go through a few of them and explain them. So the first one I have is uh, makes fun of your interest early on and light teasing fine but like really digging into it. I had someone who like really made fun of how interested in music I was um, in certain types of music and it just got annoying after a while and I felt like I couldn't share things with them. Even though it was such a little thing, it turned into a big thing. So um, that's one of the red flags that I look out for now. I, I want someone who at least is, it's fine with light teasing, but mostly supports or, or tries to just understand the interests that I have. Uh, doesn't ask many questions about you. I have been on so many dates that have been 90% about the other person. And then they've asked me very generic questions um, like, what do I do for work and do I enjoy it? And then go back to talking about themselves. And that's great. I understand having a lot of pride in what you do and your hobbies and your work and whatever. But you should be trying to display yourself as much as you're trying to get to know someone else um and it comes off very narcissistic when it's just the one person talking about themselves um and so yeah make sure that they're asking you questions about you and um make sure you're also not doing most of the talking um it should be an equal balance Next one I have is, has weird relationships with family or friends. So I don't mean estranged or anything like that. It, by weird, I mean like extremely close. And, and I'll explain it this way. I have been with partners who have had very possessive mothers and very possessive friends where I have only been able to see them maybe like once or twice a week and the other person complained that they weren't spending that time with with them. Um, and it's frustrating and it ruins the whole date and whatever. And so it wasn't the thing that ended those relationships, but it is something that definitely made things more difficult and I wish I had paid closer attention to. The next red flag I have is a little bit different. Um, I have doesn't like fruit. And I <laughs> I know that's a little different than the other ones. But for real, if you don't like fruit and veggies, like if you don't eat your fruits or your veggies, if you don't eat those, what is wrong with you? Or how are you not ill? How are you an adult? Please. Please, for the love of God. So 
Yeah, I have doesn't like fruit. That's a big one for me. I actually ask that on every date if if they like fruit. Um, because I did date one guy that did not. And I'm still baffled by that whole conversation, to be quite honest. Uh, going back to kind of regular making sense red flags. Um doesn't know what they want. So when you're on Bumble specifically and they have like that magnifying glass with um, to show like, what are you looking for? And someone says, I don't know. No, you don't. If, if you're 35 and you don't know what you want, then honey, that's a you problem. I, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Um, and that's something that most people don't want like it's better to be upfront if you want like something short term or something not as serious or if you want something serious then it is to say you don't know um it kind of shows lack of interest it shows a little bit of immaturity in my opinion and so that's a that's a red flag for me is because I don't want to go into something where my heart is on the line and they might not care at all. And uh, the last red flag I'll share is says that you're something as a girl. So this is this is pointed to my ladies that are listening right now. Um, if you've ever been told that you're funny at, for a girl, you're funny for a girl. I want you to know that you are funny, period. Okay, I have gotten that so many times and I know I am hilarious. And I know I can make people laugh and everything like that. And it's such a diminishing, awful feeling to get that for a girl or as a girl to add it on to the end of that. Like, like you're smart, you're strong, you are funny period. And if someone, specifically men do this, but if someone that you are dating says that, says you're strong as a girl, or you're, you're really smart for a woman, run. That's not someone that you want to be with. Um, again, it kind of shows like narcissism, misogyny it it's really gross and you won't be respected in that relationship I can already tell you that so those are the lists of red flags that I wanted to share with you guys I have a bunch more um but they're very specific to me um and I wanted to give more general ones just that have you know some sort of meaning to them so after going through the red flags now you're probably wondering well what should I do like like I know that I should avoid these certain things and these are certain things I should look out for but like what are some some things to make sure a first date goes well and so I've created a list of five things five tips to uh to first dates so tip number one Keep things simple. There's no need to get deep right away. This is a huge thing for me <laughs> to remember. I love getting to know the ins and outs of family dynamics and how a person grew up. 
and what are their goals and aspirations in life and literally every single tiny detail. But we don't need to on our first date. We can relax. We can chill. We can sip our coffee and just have a nice conversation about life and how the weather is. (laughs) To be quite honest, we don't need to get so deep. Keep things as simple as you can. Get to know them for sure. Get to know their personality, maybe a little bit of their morals and beliefs, but keep things light. Second tip, if you're the one to ask someone on the date, you should pay. And I'll, I'll explain my logic to this. If you're asking someone on a date, you're asking for a bit of their time. And so it is a courtesy thing. To, to, you know, pay for, you know, their coffee or their drink or whatever you've decided to go out to do. When you ask someone on a date and you pay for them, it makes you look so much better. And I know there's whole, like, societal norms and whatever, but it makes you look so much better. Tip number three, come prepared with fun questions to stand out. So, not crazy, But, like, something more than just, what do you do for work? Do you enjoy what you do for work? What are your hobbies? Kind of have some follow-up questions to those questions so that you can show that you're engaged in conversation and that you care about their answers. Um, We don't need, like, just surface-level stuff. Like, again, you're trying to figure out what their personality is like, what they enjoy, and if you're values kind of line up a little bit um so you know ask questions that are fun not serious deep questions again we don't want to get deep but just fun questions to kind of get a little bit more of their personality out tip number four have a general list of red flags that you're looking out for so i shared some of my red flags today there's a whole list that i have in my phone of things that just to remind myself of like what I'm looking for and what I'm not looking for. And I think it's a good reminder to have, um, especially as a young woman, um, because we're told that we can fix things and not everything's going to be perfect and all that kind of stuff. Like, like we're grown up hearing these things. And so it's nice to kind of just have a reminder that like, no, like, we can expect more out of someone that we're dating and again like to trust your gut and and all that kind of stuff um it's really important and tip number five is don't put pressure on the date keep things light and fun so that goes back to like the deep questions thing um again you're just trying to get to know their personality see if you guys can at least talk together Um, Because that's a huge component is, you know, you want to find someone that you enjoy talking with, laughing with, kind of has the same kind of energy as you do. So um, don't put pressure on it. Don't be like, if this goes well, this is the person I'm going to marry. Just go into the date being like, hey, I'm going to have coffee with someone. Maybe we'll come out as friends. Maybe there will be a little bit something more, but... At the end of the day, you're meeting someone new or you're trying to get to to know someone on a new level. And um, that's a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. 
That's going to close out today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If uh, you would like to DM me some crazy first date stories or some red flags that you have specifically that you don't mind me sharing anonymously on this podcast next week, please DM me um, at Making Me Podcast on Instagram. I would really much appreciate it and it would be really fun to go through uh, next episode. I want to thank you guys for listening again. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to have this out there. Please have a great rest of your week. Stay safe. Look out for your friends and for one another. And I will see you next week. Bye.